Hello, you're listening to Manasi Niven Asia on Reasoning with Prejudice. In this podcast, we'll entertain you as we debate on topics that are sometimes meaningful, sometimes lighthearted, but always interesting. And you don't even have to give us a penny for our thoughts. Okay, so today we'll be talking about is ignorance truly bliss? So I usually don't do this, but I went and Googled what about ignorance and bliss and where it came from because, you know, I don't want to be ignorant. <laughs> um, oh, God. What? <laughs> I don't want to be ignorant. So I found out that the, the phrase came about by Thomas Gray. He's an 18th century English poet. And he said, where ignorance is bliss, it is, fully, it is folly to be wise. Where ignorance is bliss, it is folly to be wise. And he genuinely talks about childhood bliss. And it's usually mistaken in most contexts. So that's what we'll be debating today. Wait, I didn't understand the quote. What does it mean? So yeah, the quote, I think it just means that where ignorance is supposed to be giving you joy, being wise is foolish. Uh, I'll just start with a question which I wrote. So it talks about childhood bliss, like I told you before. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to put this question forward first. What are the childhood bliss that are primarily caused by ignorance? Like Santa tooth fairy fairy tales oh yeah so a child they're like well they're not dumb but they're kind of they don't they believe in things that aren't true and that makes them happy i guess but what is the use of the, the telling them about santa there's a huge man who comes to your door and delivers your gifts it's not about like the stupidness of the idea of like you know this fat guy in the north pole kind of monitoring <laughs> you all year round is the idea that um children like they believe they have to believe in something and that kind of gives them hope yeah i guess like when you say it like that so in a world full of chaos and tragedy even the belief or the hope of a happy ending is a powerful thing yeah like me when i was little i i was obsessed with um these fairy books right I had like rainbow magic let me guess yeah yeah those ones I had like the hot like not the whole set because there were like hundreds of those books but I had like a lot and I would always like sleep peacefully at night like thinking that they were kind of watching over me and like (laughs) I it sounds really lame but um yeah I would I would actually really believe in them. Like, I truly believe that they existed. And even though that was ignorant, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm guessing I was ignorant. I mean, you're right if you then. believed in it. Well, no, you don't know if it's true or not. You can't say that. Oh, that my is God. true. Yeah. I don't I agree with the one that. who no. would break it to Asia. <laughs> say Santa no, because I, I, I don't believe it anymore in... I don't believe in it anymore, but I don't know if I was ignorant then or I'm ignorant now. You don't know because it's not to the point. But anyway, going back to that, it like gave me like comfort and it let me, I don't know, it made me feel safer, happier. And it wasn't really harming anyone because when I grew out of it, it was gradual and it didn't really hurt me because, I don't know, it wasn't any big shock or anything like that. It was just something nice from my childhood. What about you, Mercy? Did you have any beliefs like that? 
I mean, the usual Santa and those kind of things, but not much. I think I was, I wanted to know stuff as a child, but you know, in a way, I think that even though children are much happier, they are more anxious. Like imagine, like babies, for example, imagine not knowing how to communicate something. That There's a reason why they're crying all, yeah. the, like, all the time. That isn't really ignorance, but, though. That's more like inability. Basically, um, my mom had convinced me that if you take like a bunch of papers and cut them um, in a certain way, you put them in a bowl and you put that in the microwave, they'll turn into um, cookies. So to be specific, the Parleji biscuits from India. Mm. So whenever like we didn't have, I thought we didn't have those biscuits at home. I'd use my quotation mark secret recipe and put it in and I'll like go to the bathroom or something for five minutes and she'll quickly swap it out and she like extended that story by saying if you put pom-poms along with it you'll get whipped cream which was really fun and then I tried to do it at my cousin's place and my grandmother got really mad at Mm. how I was acting and I was like your paper is just not high quality Mm. then that's funny i mean those kind of things they're fun to think about like when you're grown up it's a fun memory to have i guess um even if you're yeah. yeah you truly believed in that didn't you like the paper would actually turn yeah i think it's i think it's good that ignorance is a part of being a child or pretends stories as being a part of a child because when you grow up you have to face things in the world your own problems and then, you know, problems like global warming or hunger or like all these huge big problems that sometimes we feel like we aren't doing enough. I think it's mm. good to have that small part of your life where so everything like is serving perfect. your childhood. Yeah, yeah. So Everyone me, deserves that. Yeah. For me, um, I never believed in Santa, Tooth Fairy or anything. Uh, my mom, like, she would just tell me honestly once um the first time my tooth fell in school and my friend she was like oh yeah take your uh tooth home tooth fairy will come and she'll leave you money and I took it home like carefully packaged in a paper um <laughs> and then I took it home and mom was like chuck it out nothing's gonna happen are you stupid how is this gonna come and she never let us believe like anything like santa or tooth fairy or anything like that and I'm like really grateful for that in a way Mm. I don't think I missed out on much because like I still got gifts I still believed in like but you don't know what you missed out on because like I don't think I would ever be able to describe like the happiness that I felt when I believed in magic like it actually felt magical and I don't think I could ever replicate that in like my my adult life because as a child you're like so innocent you can believe in like these impossible things Mm. and I just Mm. yeah it's just a feeling that I'll never get back well um I still had um I was growing in a house where faith was an important thing so I still had my religion Mm. and my faith and my other things but all these constructs these extra things which I know like people grow up into but sometimes it does not happen like I remember in year two or three or maybe a bit older uh there were there was this kid in the class who genuinely believed in Santa and all the other kids were making fun of the kid because the kid wasn't grown up oh that's so horrible of them it's it's in the sense that it happens uh at some point 
you have to have the conversation with the kids saying oh my god it's not real so why create it when you're gonna break it when I was believing in the tooth fairy it was like fun for me right but then when I grew up I like realized that it couldn't be true and then it was fun for me to like keep the secret from Amina and like all the other kids like I felt like grown up and superior and then they would grow up and they would do the same to like their friends or people younger than them it's like you keep the secret and it's it's interesting when you figure it out for yourself because there's a sense of satisfaction that you don't need someone else convincing you that it's not true so like Mm. for me yeah I just started to understand that Santa wasn't real so it went from believing that Santa you know gave you gifts to believing that he only lived in the North Pole and then one day I just asked my mom like is Santa not real and she's like he's not I think that was it and then my brother came along so I could yeah play along with it yeah it kind of reminds me of the movie Rise of the Guardians. It's really sad when <laughs> the kids stop believing or they stop believing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I agree with one thing, maybe, because I think believing in Santa, believing that, that there's a naughty and nice list, kind of instills good values in kids, maybe. Kind of telling them to be nice throughout the year so they get a good gift. Oh, I don't know what parents did. My parents didn't let me believe in it. And I don't like, know. I didn't yeah. miss out on much, to be fair. Both of us will never know. Like we'll never know the I don't know, um, satisfaction of knowing what was true and what was not, and like the satisfaction of seeing other kids. I don't mm. know if you want to say stupidly <laughs> believing in these things. Like we'll never mm. know that feeling. I guess. I mean, we would know it because we see little kids believing in it. Mm, no, but they're not the same age as same age as you, and I think that feeling of I know it sounds bad but that feeling of being superior it kind of motivated me in other aspects of my life because I never wanted to let that go and once the kids started catching up to me and started not believing in Santa and other things I wanted to feel superior in other ways so I started focusing on my academic success and other parts of my life so I can still be superior do you think it's actually linked though uh yeah because and my mom would like mm-hmm. instead of telling me stories about Santa and Tooth Fairy, she would tell me, um, I knew about like ice and the cornea and how it worked very early on. She would tell me that, like tell me those stories as bedtime stories. And she told me about the environmental struggles and pollution and all that. I guess in a way that I didn't have the typical childhood that other people believe, like blissful ignorance or whatever. But my childhood was still good. But again, I don't know what I missed out on. I just feel like we have all our life, like after, I don't know, 10 years or 12 years maximum, we have our entire life to know all these things and be affected by them in whatever Mm -hmm. way. But, you know, childhood or until like you're independent, that's the only time where you can be safe and don't have to worry about anything. So I think it's it's like it's it's a nice part. It makes sense why you want to preserve that childhood. Um, so my mom used to do this thing where um, uh, when I was young, she used to do this thing where she touched her middle finger and her ring finger to her thumb and made a deer. <laughs> and uh, she she used to make them with both the hands and she'd like make it talk to me and stuff. And at one point, she told me that I got too involved in the fantasy and she had to kill them off to like r- bring me out of it. <laughs> and 
I look back and I was so sad when when I couldn't see them anymore. But it was for the best thing because I was going too into it because you can't live in fantasy. Even as a kid, it's not good to live in a fantasy. Okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think, okay, it might be a bit unrelated, but do you think all these amazing writers like Roald Dahl, is that how you pronounce it? Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl, yeah. J.K. Mm -hmm. Rowling and all these people who wrote about these like beautiful fantasy lands and adventures that they have. I think in that there's still some sort of childhood innocence that comes into it like believing in the impossible actually lets you kind of broaden up your imagination like thinking palette and if if we didn't have that I don't know unreal kind of imagination part of ourselves it 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 would be boring like even now I daydream so much about things that are just unrealistic to happen in real life just magical and I think it's it's healthy in a way to keep that part of yourself alive I think how that like you can read about that stuff you you can know about that stuff but it's important to understand the reality as well I agree with that yeah but did you yeah. like go back to the thing with your mom and the deers with her hands you didn't actually believe that her hands were actual animals right? well what do I know I was a kid so obviously I believed that. I believed they were my friends. I was a lonely kid, so, you know. I know it's, like, ignorant in a way as well, but... Um, it's more like, okay, you're saying, uh, okay, you have to preserve the... Ch- I mean, I know I keep re- referring back to this, but you're saying, oh, yeah, when they grow up, they have to face all these problems anyway. Yeah, keeping children shielded from some problems is good, but why kind of take them to this pretense land you can just because our away from like global warming or whatever that you're so scared of that they would affect their innocence but why do you have to take them to a different place why not our world is just not good enough i think to be just fit for children there's not good genuinely good people genuine heroics that people have done you can't tell your kid about if I'm ever going to rob a house, I will go during Christmas time dressed as a Santa and no kid will scream. <laughs> I'm not even going to come up with a good disguise. It's like a money heist type idea. Yeah. I think they will scream though. No, I don't understand. Like, what makes it. I understand the magic of it and all that, but it's an intruder. In your house, in the middle of the night, eating your food. What makes that okay? Okay, we're not taught, like, kids don't think about it like that. They, like, they believe whatever you tell them and they're happy about it. So, like, going back to the question, is ignorance bliss? It definitely is in this case because children all around the world are so happy for Santa and the Tooth Fairy when they like come downstairs they see Santa's left them presents or, or the Tooth Fairy's left them, mon- uh, left them money they are so happy and it is like you know it's bliss yeah. that they're ignorant about well, it like Niv you tell me sure. you know when your mom did the finger thing did you feel happy did you like it well if, if you liked yeah. it then ignorance is bliss Okay, I liked it, but I understand why I shouldn't be drawn into it. And also there was this thing where this is the same time period when kids believe about Santa 
that you tend to teach them about stranger, strange danger and stuff like this. And you're going to like take a kid to the mall and you make them sit on the laps of strangers. What makes this okay because a person is dressed in a certain costume? That you say to your kid that this person is safe because they're dressed in a certain costume. So people dressed up in costumes is like not all right. Like you're, what about when you go to Disneyland and people are dressed up as princesses or... You know, like, you're not going to leave them alone with a Santa in, like, a locked room. You're going to, you're, like, meeting them with the children. Yeah, yeah. okay. It is blissful. I think kids are going to be a bit more suspicious. Like, it's like when their parents say that this person is safe, like, they know it's someone dressed as Santa because they're going to see a different Santa every single time. It's just, like, playing along. There's different Christmas trees everywhere. Like, do you see what I mean? But they're not going to know this is me, It's not a thing you believe in. As in, okay. I know, I'm saying that everything is different. <sighs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like in um, Home Alone, yeah. and the kid goes up to the Santa dressed up, and he goes, I know how this works. I'm like a smart kid. I, I know. And I know that you're one of Santa's helpers, and you dress up as him, <laughs> and you like tell him what all the kids in this area want and he tells him what he wants for Christmas and everything. Kids aren't dumb. They they know it's not the real Santa. I guess it's the same as religion in a way, you know? Yeah. Like, at the yeah. end of the day, you're always believing something that it's, it's faith, even though at the end of the day, if you don't know it's true or not, you just believe because it makes you happy and it makes you feel safe and peaceful. Okay, so moving on from like... <laughs> Uh, happiness that is kind of harmless what about um like ignorance that is like dangerous so like ignorance about global warming or feminism i'll just put that in a different way right so you're talking about ignorance Mm. and the global warming but since we're on the topic of children i'm going to ask this question which is similar to asia's uh, so children are generally intended to be protected from violence, drugs, and offensive content, be it real life or television. Is this okay? Yeah, because there are some things I wish I didn't see when I was younger, when I watched stuff yeah. that wasn't for my age. I just wish I didn't what? see it, even though it was cool back then and I liked seeing it it just kind of distorted my perception of reality early on because I wasn't equipped to yeah. understand it fully. Okay, what do you mean for your age? Because maturity is different from age. So shouldn't each kid be told information at different times, depending on how mature they are? Yeah, I guess, yeah, age is a bad way to put it, I guess, maturity, because I think parents are kind of the best people too. Not like they're never gonna know when wh- what exact maturity their child has, but yeah, there shouldn't be a. I guess they can choose what to show their children. I think when the child can like choose what they think can can or can't hurt them, I think that's like the best indicator of their maturity. Because I think maybe I was, I don't know, like. 12 or 11 or 12 maybe when I like realized what I can and can't watch to like that would scar me or that would traumatize me yeah um but like before that like 
my parents would put on Jurassic Park or you know something that is like made for kids but I couldn't Mm. deal with and like I would just be really scared about things like that no but like serious things like violence and drugs because I don't know because I think maybe not television rather exaggerate things but I don't know if I'm wrong about this is is it never too young to teach your kids about violence and drugs and all the evils out there not make them scared per se but just educate them like just enough that they're like on alert yeah I think there comes a point where the child um I don't know if it's just me but there came an age where I was just curious about everything and I would like I wouldn't ask anyone I would just find everything out by myself like about sex and drugs and things like that I would just find everything out by myself see I think that's harmful to some extent because the information you find out online can be really brutally honest like for example Mm. I know many people who when they're trying to find about sex just come across porn sites and the content there is very very damaging so I think there there should I, yeah. like, like you said if, I agree what do you mean by damaging damaging it's, as in first of real. all it's unrealistic yeah second of all there are like videos of just unethical stuff as yeah. in not no consent mm-hmm. or minors or just stuff that can seem very violent and you you can't censor a child against that. So I think even though they should explore it on their own, there should be a point when the parents sit them down and maybe scientifically, maybe theoretically, just tell them what it is so they don't... Parental controls are helpless. Like, you can't, you can't, like, restrict what your child sees because it's just going to make them want to do it more, especially at that age, I'm like not, yeah. 12, that kind of age. You you're, you have access to the internet. I'm not you saying to your restrict own. them, no, but actually, I'm, I'm saying yeah. give them some idea about the topic so they can find a direction in which they can start their own research. If you just tell them to blindly jump in a swimming pool, they won't be able to swim. Sure. You need to teach yeah. them. And I yeah, think that's a good point. for internet, the kids access it so easily these days and that just makes me anxious i think there should be some parental control on what the kid searches so i don't know it's just it's so easily available any technology right now and you never know what a child is going through and you hear all these horror stories about kids being uh, poached by old people on internet that's so scary and yeah sure educating your kid is all fine but your kid is at that stage where no matter how much you tell them they're gonna they're gonna go and explore it on on themselves you know what i mean and and you're not in a stage where they can make decision about what's right and wrong yeah like as a child i always thought that what i did was right like Mm -hmm. at any point in my life i was always like this is right i know myself better than anyone and i know that i can watch this content but after i grow up it's like i shouldn't have watched that content because you're always going to think you're right, but whether you are or not is a completely different thing. Mm. I remember my sister, she always wanted to watch horror shows and horror uh, movies, even when she was young. Obviously, I was old enough to watch, so I would watch and she'd watch, and watch with me. And my parents would always tell her no, but once she watched um, without my parents' consent and she had horrible nightmares. Yeah, but I think that's 
necessary for her to if that never happened she'd constantly feel remorse towards your parents she'd feel like un like unknowing of the danger so i think it's necessary for a little bit of trauma so that the child learns what they can and cannot handle a little bit trauma is probably necessary but where possible i think it's good to protect because you are all about protecting the innocence of children why not here what what if you're telling if you're telling them oh believe in santa because it's magical why don't you protect them from the real world and keep that magic for longer because there comes a point where they're not a child anymore and they have to learn yeah, about I'm the, real, the real world. I'm saying my sister is a child in this scenario. I think forbidding is never the answer. Like, I've been forbidden to do stuff in the past and it never works out. Instead, I think either the parents should sit with the child while watching the movie and kind of, I not observe them, but get to know them better. And then you know, or like watch the content beforehand, ease them into it. Like, I know it's easier said than done. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's because, like, after the incident, um, after she had nightmares, my mom would watch the movies with her. And that made her so, like, resistant to this that right now Mm. she can watch so many horror movies. Yeah. And she'll be fine. She watches shows that people my age can't watch. And the child is always going to resist. Like, whatever you do, whatever you forbid, they're always going to find a way to do it. So why not just try to ease them into it than just saying, yeah, it's a free-for-all, the internet's all yours, you can just watch whatever you want and get hurt along the way. I agree with you, Uh, forbidding is not the answer, because whenever um, I was told no by anybody, like be my teachers, my friends, my parents, Mm. I wanted to do that more. Yeah. In the sense that if I really want to do something, like uh, if I want to eat that sweet or something, and then my grandma says, no, you can't have it. I just want it more. It just seems more precious, doesn't yeah. it? Like this forbidden fruit exactly. that you just want to have. I think with ignorance, be it with violence, drugs, offensive content, whatever, or with Santa and Tooth Fairy, I think I sh- you should let the t- child decide. With me, if they want to go towards the information, I'll just lead them to the information. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think, see, all of us are talking about these different parental styles because, you know, our um, our parents uh, grew us up this way. I, and all of us turned out relatively fine. So I think well, e- even though they're all different... All of us messed up in different ways too. Yeah, yeah. But even though they're different ways, it's mm. it's just how you do it. It's just your choice. Because at the end of the day, you're going to not shape your child, but... It's like you're going to give them direction if they want it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's about children, right? So what about us? Do we hide things from our parents, friends, siblings, claiming that what they don't know won't hurt them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here comes the million dollar question. Like what? Just stuff that is trivial, I guess. And it just it's just like unnecessary questions and people are it's just unnecessary it's private things that I keep okay so say I have a friend or like a family member who doesn't like another one of my friends or family members I wouldn't go up to my friend or family member and tell them that that (laughs) person doesn't like them yeah like I just 
I'd just leave it. They don't need to know that. Yeah, I used to think that way for a very long time. So my best friend, so we used to talk about many things and she would always tell me the hard truths. And I would ask her, like, why do you tell me even though you know I'll get hurt? And she would tell, it's because you would do the same for me. Because we are that kind of friends. We tell each other the hard truths. And I like that. And I would expect that from all my friends now. And I tell them that as well. I would rather know if someone doesn't like me. I would rather know if someone uh, talked bad about me or if you heard anything about me. No, 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 no. Talking bad is like different. Because that's like, you'd feel the need to tell them that because you'd like feel loyalty to them. But if it's just something that can't be fixed, like just not liking someone, then like why? Yeah, yeah, why? Because it's the hard truth. I would rather live with that knowledge. It's like, I okay, if it's my friends, if it's my family, I would tell them if someone doesn't like them because I'm not going to make the decision for them saying I'm just protecting them like or it won't hurt them it's their decision to make it's not my decision it's it's something about them unless someone specifically told me I'm telling you this in confidence yeah I guess some truths are not unnecessary but they aren't as needed to be disclosed because all they're like for, to me if you tell me something a truth that is bad and it's just not helping in any way then or I can't do anything about it I'll just rather not know yeah me I don't know I would rather know it's a tricky question there's always things you can do with it there's always okay yeah so you said that uh you'll never know if ignorance is bliss because once you find out about something there's so much you can do with it and I Mm -hmm. agree with that because I have this friend who's um mother doesn't know about him like indulging in drinking and those kind of activities because it's not forbidden in our religion but it's looked down upon and Mm -hmm. they hide it from their mother and I was at this get-together party where you know he was winking at the other parents like I don't drink you know like in a suggestive manner and I just felt bad for the mom because she had no idea and she it just made her look a bit dumb and I would hate feeling that way like your child cracking jokes about you with other parents do you know what I mean like I think in that case even though ignorance is bliss I think it's better that the truth is told but like if the mom knew what good could come of that because it would just one cause an argument two like their relationship would be damaged and three like he's not gonna stop doing things that he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, but this is all hypothetical. You think the relationship will be damaged. You think that. Yeah. Maybe the relationship will be improved because of the truth. Because of the honesty. Because if you're, if you're like, hiding stuff from your parents, like, I know m- many people do that, but if I was a parent, I'd rather they be honest with me. And, and drinking is, is fine. Yeah. Maybe. But drinking without an adult's knowledge when you're a kid... But yeah, I just, I just felt bad. Like, I would never, ever want to be in that position where I was, like, I don't know, forced to be ignorant to that extent that other people knew about the truth. Obviously, I hide things, too. Like, I just hate it when people lie to me, when it's about me. Like, if, we're having, mm-hmm. if, 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 if you're not happy with me, or if someone else is not happy with me, tell me. It's just going to harm me. Yeah. 
even like you know in um the big bang theory when penny bernadette and amy go uh wedding dress shopping and amy picks a dress that the other two hate i'm glad that penny and bernadette told her even though yeah. even though their opinion okay amy kind of tells them that they're not being a supportive friend but then if she likes it i guess you can always tell your opinion but if the other person genuinely yeah. likes the dress mm-hmm. Like, I wa- I've watched Say Yes to the Dress so many times, and when I always see these, I don't know, just these whiny sisters or whiny mothers, oh, like, those no, are I don't like it. I'm like, just shut up, it's her day. <laughs> Let her do whatever she wants like, to. Okay, so I do think my opinion is important, but I don't think, yeah. okay, if we go wedding the shopping for one of your weddings, and you guys love a dress, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I hate it. Yeah, because it's your it's your opinion, it's your dress. So I'm just gonna say, yeah. What happened to hard truth? Yeah, I'm gonna say that before, like, you tell me that you like the dress or you're in love with the dress. I'd be like, okay, I like this dress, but I've liked some more, like, some other dresses better. I'm not gonna say I hate this dress yeah. because I guess what do I know? Hard truths don't. I don't think hard truths apply here, at yeah. least in my opinion, it's not because a hard truth. it's not hurting you. It's it's being kind of like it's kind of taking away your need for truth and letting the other person have their way. It's being selfless about yeah, your needs. But if I look, if I look disgusting in a dress and I walk down the aisle in, fr- in front of hundreds of people, that would be hurting. No, Not disgusting. Really, you're, you're in a dress like, that you like. And also like my fashion taste you're not going to wear my clothes and I'm not going to ever wear your clothes. But it doesn't mean I'm going to tell oh, I, I hate your clothes. I hate the way you look. Okay, not just you. Like, I... I don't know. I just you have good fashion taste though, AJ. Like obviously, if you, if I don't know, if something wasn't right from the back, if you can, I don't know, see something that isn't supposed to be seen, would tell you. Like yeah, this is like, are you sure you want this to be this way? Or we'd encourage you, like okay, you can like block this dress, like let the store, like tell the store to keep it aside, and we can go for more yeah. dress shoppings just for fun, so yeah. you can like explore more. So some of the clothes that Manasi wears or Asia wears, I'm not ever gonna wear it. I can't ever imagine myself wearing it because I'm. That's not just. That's just not my style. So if I just don't like your dress because you know that's not my fashion sense, I'm not gonna tell anything about it. But say if it's about who you're marrying, I'm definitely gonna have an opinion. I'm gonna definitely. tell you what I feel like because I'm, I'm stuck going, with that person yeah. forever. I'm gonna be the most overprotective friend you've ever seen. Mm. So like, watch out. So it's all right to protect people from trivial things, but not like not even trivial. Like, but this is not protecting, is it? Like, you're not protecting. I'm not protecting them from trivial things because I'm just accepting the fact that my fashion sense is different. Yeah, but when it comes to a person, I think it's better that you have all sorts of perspectives. On the person you can yeah, be with. but a person you have different tastes in a person as well. I could like, I know you could hate that the person isn't smart, but I could be. I could like, I don't know. Not if the person isn't I smart. Could like, that about them. like the interactions you, for example, if one of us knew the person before you met them, then we'd have a different perspective perception of them. Maybe we've seen them do some bad stuff that they hide from you like that yeah, kind it's of it's not their characteristics like you're free to like i don't know a goofball or a really clever person or yeah. a really poor person that's up to you honestly I- i'm not yeah. talking about the characteristics you're going for i'm i'm talking about the hard truths like 
The warning signs. Yeah. Like stuff you've seen them do or seen them say that you're like, wait a second, is this going to affect my friend in in later life? I, I'll just tell her that they said this. And yeah, okay, I know this is again my opinion, but so if you guys get married and we are really good friends, it means whoever you marry will be in my life as well, right? So I would tell, okay, if we're not getting along, I would tell you that we're not getting along. So you can make a decision accordingly. If you, if you end up marrying with them, I have to suck it up. But if you <laughs> not do, well then, I'm just letting you know, do you know what I mean? If my like fiancé didn't get along with you guys, it's like not to do with the red flags that that you see it's to do with like your relationship with him and it's kind of if you tell me that then it's kind of putting my happiness yeah actually i agree with that. that's good to, i mean that's true too but i would rather if you guys have a problem with someone in my life i would rather know about it so i can do something about it i can talk to them i can find out what the problem is so i can fix it yeah yeah but like if you if you have to tell me if you have to like disrupt my wedding to tell me that you're not getting along with this person it's going to be something really serious that like it would never be truly fixed if like it's that serious that you know you have to tell me that you're not getting along that's you assuming isn't it no you're not gonna like you're not gonna tell me like oh he like stole my packet of crisps (laughs) and i don't want you to marry this guy it's not gonna be something like that it's gonna be something big okay something big like what okay you know when okay you know when um i forgot his name rachel's boyfriend kind of takes a pass at phoebe and phoebe tells yeah that's important yeah that's yeah that's definitely if it's if it's something big no but that's to do with rachel as well that's to do with him cheating on rachel but if it's just between you and him and it's different if it's a really big issue then I would rather you know it's not compromising your happiness because I would not I would rather like let you know it is because then I would be having to choose like whether to marry him or not for the sake of like I don't know I'd feel obligated to Mm. break up with him to make you happy or stay with him and make you sad me coming to you with a problem about someone in your life doesn't mean you have to choose one person over the other it means trying to fix it because you have a neutral stand. You like me and you like the other person. You're the only one in the situation who has a neutral stand. And if but, the situation yeah. is that big, would you not want to know? Would I, Would you rather that I just take off one day and never talk to you? If it's... You wouldn't do that. Asia, I'm not going to hang around with people I don't like. I'm not going to be glued to the person. Yeah, yeah, but then your life will be entangled with them. You know when uh, t- Ted from How I Met Your Mother says, when couples like get together, they kind of merge into one person. That actually happens. So when my parents got married, their friends are mutual. It, um, I would rather know. So it's just a notification. Like you guys just tell me, okay? Yeah. And if you want me to hide it, I shall do that. Not hide it. Like, no, I don't want you. So to what hide the it. hell are you talking about? No, I wouldn't want you to hide it. But like, if you chose to hide it, I would, I would understand. I'll just, I'll like, I'll just like, put you guys in one room with me, and I'll just like make you sort it out. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. I'm like, I can fix it. Yeah, just help me like fix fight. <laughs> yeah, help me fix the problem I have. Help me understand, so I'll be fine with it. 
Yeah. And, and you'll okay. get entertained. The information, I'm just giving it to you because like, I would want you to have control. You know what I, um, this is on comp- uh, in a different note, you know what I always thought? I thought if I ever get a terminal illness like Alzheimer's or cancer, I would save up enough money and go far, far away from my family and friends. Yeah, you told me this. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, I, I still don't agree with that. Well, like, tough luck to deal with it. Because um, that's not to do with keeping them ignorant uh, or and keeping them blissful. It's to do with, I don't want my last, I don't want their last memories of me to be all depressing and sad and being a sick person. Yeah, but you're deciding for them. I'm deciding for myself. So this is a movie. So the policewoman just asks the guy, like, just tell me if he's alive or not, because I'm waiting home for the phone to ring every single day because I just don't know where he is. Like, you need to know if they're okay, what they're doing. It's like never-ending ignorance about not knowing anything, and you're just like, what is happening with them? No, no, but that isn't ignorance. That is knowing what you don't know. Even though it's ignorance, in this scenario, it's not blissful. Yeah, I would leave a note saying that for whatever reason, I'm running away and I want to be away. Please don't look for me. I'm not kidnapped. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be happy. So you really please... think? No, no it would be look... sad because I abandoned my friends and my family. They would be sad. They would feel betrayed. But at least after some time, after they actually forgive me, if they forgive me, they'd at least live with the knowledge that I'm happy somewhere. I saw my granddad fall ill. I saw what it did to my family. I saw what it did to him. Is it so bad that I don't want that for myself? Is it so bad that ignorance is truly bliss? Because if no one found out that I had an illness, they don't have to live in constant worry which day I'm going to die. Is it today or tomorrow? I agree. I guess just make up a better lie. Give them an actual reason than just I'm running away because I want to. Yeah. Because that would actually give them a full ignorance is bliss kind of scenario yeah now it won't actually work because i told you and if i'm actually running away you'd be like oh my god she's dying <laughs> in mm. the sense that if, if someone's been living with cancer or living with a tumor for ages and they're living a happy life uh, is that blissful well yeah it's blissful but isn't that I- preventing you to come up with a solution isn't that preventing medical care so it's actually a really good point like it's a really good analogy yeah, I agree. But some people choose not to, like, if it's cancer, some people choose not to have chemo and just, you know, yeah. not. But yeah, even... but you're taking away that choice. Mm. And That's true. Some people, when they know they're going to die, they get their house in order. They kind of prepare their loved ones. They prepare themselves to embrace death. Yeah, and they, they kind of, I don't know, take, just respect life more and do more things. Like, right now, in the pandemic, I'm doing nothing all day but if i knew i was gonna die in a week i'll probably <laughs> not lay in bed half the day and do something is isn't being ignorant blissful in terms of the future or like results day or death day no because again it's the you're knowing what you're not knowing so you're not ignorant like you know that you're gonna yeah die but you don't know when you're gonna die. die like it's not you're not ignorant about it like you you can't know it so there's nothing ignorant to be about because even like i know you believe that there's patterns in your life and fate and everything Mm. 
but I don't believe in that. So to me, I mean, not fate. I, I mean, yeah, not fate, but like that kind of thing where mm. not everything is fixed, but there's a pattern. But for me, mm. I think there is no death day. So what is there to find out about? I can't know something that doesn't exist in my belief. Mm. Mm. I kind of get that. You know, um, it's like saying, even when you know you're going to die, you you live a better life with that knowledge. So, yeah, like I, I didn't yeah. want to talk about like global warming and stuff like that because the, it goes for the same analogy. As in, yeah. when you deny, like, or when you don't know the problem, like the tumour, there's nothing you can do to fix it. But what if there are no solutions? So like, um... I'll give an example, right? So, so I know someone, right? And they know, they, they got a tattoo and it's like quite a big tattoo and they know that their parents wouldn't approve of it. So they hide it from them and they don't like, they don't make fun of them behind their back, like, you know, like the drinking story and they don't like, it's not harming them. It's not harming the parents, but they keep it from them, right? And even if the parents knew like, what kind of solution could they come up with to make everyone happy? I mean, like, It's just a difference in opinion. And I think in this case, ignorance is bliss because both parties are happy. Well, ignorance is always bliss. But I think the point that um, Niv's trying to make is that ignorance can be, like, it's dangerous. It's, like, unnecessary because you can... Yeah, but it depends on the situation because I'm the same person solution. who said we have to give each other the hard truths. The tattoo thing, it's not a problem. It's, it's, if, if in my opinion, it is nothing. No, no, but, um, you don't know, like, the parent, like, they're very old fashioned. They're, like, quite old. They're, like, set in their ways and they have views on how things should be. Like, if they knew, what if they disowned this child? Like, it's a big deal to them. Disowning a child child. because of tattoos. Yeah, you, you think it's stupid, but it happens. It happens. Like, things like this happen all across the world for the most stupid reasons that we can't, like, um, make sense of. But they do I happen. I guess I can just say that from my opinion, as in, like, my privileged position that I'm in, I can say ignorance is not blissful. I, I kind of agree in a way. I think ignorance is bliss, but it's a dangerous bliss. When I close my light when i turn up my fan for white noise when i take off my glasses and i can't see anything clearly that is ignorance like i don't know anything like everything is just darkness blackness merged into one and that makes me happy because i can imagine it to be whatever i want it to be if, oh, if needed okay that is a that is a really good thing that you said because it reminded me of the big bang um theory uh so Hubbard's father would have run away when he was away and he would have gotten a letter from um his dad and so he doesn't want to read it because for whatever reason and his friends read it by mistake by accident and now he wants to know but then he really doesn't want to know he wants to know because his friends know but he doesn't want to know because it's his choice so the his friends come up with a solution something called a quantum super uh, superposition so it's a principle Mm -hmm. that something exists um in all its possible states at once kind of like you can achieve knowing and not knowing so each of his friends present him like with an account of what his father wrote for him of which only one of his is true so Howard Mm. will have no idea which one is true but he'll also know that it's one of what his friends said yeah so you can know and not know at the same time yeah 
I've, I've ruined a couple of things for Asia. I mean, uh, I'm really embarrassed to say that, but she's ruined some things about for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. And she once told me, uh, I don't know if you remember, I'm just quoting you. Uh, you said you read this study or something, something where you tend to notice other things in the book when you know the ending. That's why I, I like when I read or watch something I really like, I always watch it twice mm. because... I can watch it while no, uh, while not knowing, so you get the surprise. Mm. But then you watch it while knowing as well, so you see all the little hints and Easter eggs and stuff that's like pointing you towards the, you know, like the twist or you know the answer. So, yeah. so in a way that we know our ending, that's death. So we kind of spend our lives for that, searching for the little moments that makes it worth it. There's different types of ignorance. There's childhood ignorance. There's some people choosing to be ignorant. Like you, if you see um, stories about Palestine or Israel and that conflict or, you know, the stuff going on in Syria and uh, Black Lives Matter movement and you just dismiss it like, you know, it's fake or I don't care about it that much or, you know, I'm not going to. That's your choice and it's damaging, I think. I mean, it's blissful to them because they don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders. On the other hand, they're not fixing the integral part of our society. It's like living with damage and closing your eyes. It's like like saying the whole house is on fire, but you're closing your eyes and then saying, no, it's not on fire. And I mean, I, I know that people say that you don't have to, you know, know everything and you don't have to fix every problem in the world. But if you're coming across something and if you can help in any way, at least all you could do is like at least read about it you know in your spare time i think yeah knowledge is really really yeah. powerful yeah i must have told you guys the story but when i was younger that my mom used to tell me about environmental pollution and stuff and i went around the whole day telling everyone that i was going to save the world and p- many people like made fun of me i remember this one boy he said such a big universe in that such a big world and in that such a big country in that such a big city and that such a big school and you're such a small girl and you think you're gonna save the world mm-hmm. and i mean pr- i probably wouldn't be saving the world and but i don't know i would rather have that thought about change i would rather tell myself that i would do something about it than just denying the existence of the problem itself it's impossible to be passionate about everything in this world and solving every issue because there's so many problems but i guess educating yourself is something doable because when the next person next politician talks about it you would know what they're saying and you would vote for the right person you would bring about the change you don't have to really grow up to be the scientist and cure cancer but you can support the scientist who's curing the cancer you need to know what cancer is to support them right yeah Okay, thanks for listening. Um, you can follow us at Reasoning with Prejudice on Instagram. You can also listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle, and Radio Public. Tune in for our next episode where we'll discuss the factors that affect friendship groups and how well they thrive. And we're also excited to have our first guest speaker with us too. Shout out to one of our listeners, Finn who suggested the topic. You have been listening to Reasoning with Prejudice with Asia, Manasi, and Niv. And that's a wrap. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs>